Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of 80s Wrestling the Podcast. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, Mr. Tommy Fierro. Tommy, happy Thursday to you, brother. Hey, man, how are you? Not only happy Thursday, Jay, but here at the Wrestling Collector, where I'm uh, taping right now, it's happy one-year anniversary. Today is the one-year anniversary of our uh, store opening here, the Wrestling Collector in Stockholm, New Jersey. Well, first of all, sir, congratulations. Happy anniversary. When you go out on your own and you open up a business, making it to that one year is quite the accomplishment, man. Because I know when you count the planning and the hours working, it's longer than a year. But this is the official one-year anniversary of the doors being open. I am so happy for you. I hope you find some time today to kind of reflect over the last year and celebrate the accomplishment hats off to you Tommy I'm so proud of you man thank you so much Jane and if I if I sound a little far away today for some reason my direct connect for the podcast wasn't working so I actually had to call in uh, as a guest uh to my own podcast but it's better to have me on here than not have me on there so but what I want to what I want to say Jay is that a lot of unbelievable guests in the store over the last year and one of the guests uh, that was at the store is a two-time guest. We only had two two-time guests in the wrestling collector. Oh no, actually we had three. We had demolition here a second time as well. But one of the one of the guests joining us on the show today, he will also be at 80s Wrestling Con on May the 7th with Scott Wilder Promotions, and he's no stranger to this area and no stranger to the wrestling collector, and more importantly, Jay, no stranger to collecting and we're going to talk to him about that as well joining us right now the one the only wwe legend fred ottman typhoon tugboat big scale man welcome to hey brother how Podcast. you doing how you doing how are you better doing? now that you're on hey brother one year anniversary how awesome is that awesome man Th- and thank you so much for for being here a couple times at the store and being <clears> a big <throat> part of it and i want to talk to you all about your how, how you got involved with collecting, because I don't know if everyone out there knows, if you're not friends with Fred on Facebook, he is an avid pro wrestling collector, and you should see his collection, Jay. His collection totally destroys my collection here at the Wrestling Collector. His <laughs> wife must have tons and tons of rooms in that house with wrestling stuff in it. Oh, my God. My, uh, my wife is... Uh... The new house up in Tennessee is uh, little by little. I got a 50-foot container, uh, commercial container back that I've uh, pre-painted so it would blend in with everything in the yard. And uh, it is uh, <laughs> probably three-quarters full with uh, wrestling. I mean, it's all my family. You know what I'm saying? Wrestling is that way. Sure. I was a wrestling fan since I was, you know, nine, ten years old. You know, I, I – I, uh, Became a wrestler. I wrestle. I still follow wrestling places all over the world. And I do signings and stuff where I'm able to take and see stuff that I hadn't different that I hadn't saw before and stuff. Like you know, uh, it, it, it's it's awesome. And you know, talk with fans and even give them suggestions on like how to take care of your stuff because once you get it signed, you know that's something precious that you want to. You know, it's going to only go up in value, of course. But, I mean, you know, that, that way it's protected. You know, what pens aren't good to use and on certain services, you know, that fade, as we all know. And, uh, you know, just give my – and I'm not the best in the world, but just from things that I've seen and, and uh, different people I've talked to that gave me suggestions. And, and you I know what else is really cool? Your your wife actually helps you with your collection. She surprises oh, yeah. you from time to time and, and gets you stuff that you didn't even it's, – it's amazing that she knows what you have and don't have because you have a lot of stuff. Oh, I, I came home from a, a trip to find that she had purchased a uh, Miss Elizabeth uh, LJN in the package, you know. <laughs> she goes, oh, it was so cute, honey. I had to go – I had to get it, you know. <laughs> like – Oh, that's awesome. That's a keeper. <laughs> and uh, uh, an ECW chair signed by uh, 18 different guys. She also, the, the nice. same uh, weekend had gotten, you know, and uh, that's her prime position. She was talking about it yesterday. 
I wonder if I should hang it from chains from the ceiling or <laughs> she's funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think we got some uh, guests on hold, uh, some callers on hold, right? Yeah, so one of the great things about this show is we get to interact with fans, and we have two people who have been waiting on calls since the start of the show to talk to you. And so we're going to invite them on the show, uh, and we'll see if they have questions or comments or sharing memories or moments from the career of Typhoon. First up, all the way from Butler, New Jersey, our good friend Danny. Danny, welcome back to the show, brother. You are live with former tag team champion Typhoon. Tommy, Jumpin' Jay, Typhoon, good uh, good good morning. Uh, just, uh, you know, before we kick this off, I definitely want to uh, send my thoughts and uh, prayers to uh, Scott Hall's family. You know, what a tremendous loss. Uh, one of the true uh, uh, icons slash legends uh, in this business. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a real, real, real sad. You know, like I said, it's been a, you know, it just like feels like slowly but surely, like all the greats from that era, you know, are just uh, passing. But like definitely one of the greats of all time, and uh, you know, guys that are all you know definitely left his mark in, in the business. Oh, definitely, man, definitely. He'd be sadly, sadly missed. I mean, he came up. Uh, we did many territories together before we made it up above that. And uh, you know, I have a, a special place in my heart, and uh, and. The, and uh, I smile often, like these guys pass, and and, and uh, at all the things that we, we had, that have taken place through the years, you know, a lot of love, a lot of love. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Typhoon, uh, as you know, as far as I hear, you know, I remember you coming up as tugboat. Um, you know the you know the relationship you had with Hogan. You know, back you know I think when you came up, I remember. It, that was the early 1990s or so, you know, you were involved in that angle with Earthquake. Uh, you know, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I'll never forget, you know, you know, when, when he got attacked on the, on the Brother Love show, you know, right after that, you know, you, you, you kicked off that uh, campaign to, you know, all the fans to write to Hogan. I remember, you know, writing and getting one of those, uh, um, those pictures from Hogan, uh, you know, thanking me to, yeah. for the support. I wish I knew what I did with that um, to this day. I, you know, I don't know if it's somewhere in storage in my grandparents, but, you know, I definitely remember that. Um, I'm definitely, you know, obviously, you know, you teaming up with Earthquake to come into part of the natural disaster. You know, you guys, you two guys, you know, for big guys, tremendous, you know, you know, incredibly agile. You guys had tremendous chemistry. You know, you guys, you know, you know, tremendous work with the, you know, with the, the road warriors. Um, you know, obviously with IRS, you know, when you guys uh, ended up uh, winning the titles, you know, you had good matches with the with the Bushwhackers. I remember that SummerSlam 91 with uh, Andre in their corner and, and, you know, obviously the Beverly Bodies. You know, you guys, oh, yeah. you know, you guys had tremendous uh, chemistry, especially in that time, you know. There was, there was a lot of great tag teams in that uh, era. And, uh, you know, you guys, uh, you know, like I said, for, for two big guys, you know, you guys could definitely move like cats in there. You guys, like I said, just tremendous performers um you mentioned that you were you're an avid collector like what's your the 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 most your most favorite piece of memorabilia your most precious one that you that you had well i my most precious piece would be my tag team partner's uh ring worn outfit that his son sent me john jr and uh there's only two in existence he has one and i have the other and it'll be going up next to my one of my singlets in, in the uh, house in the the man my uh, my wrestling man cave. You know, I'm a big not only wrestling collector, but I, I collect toys too. And uh, you know, I, I always figure I'm uh, if I'm gonna be old, I'm gonna be a kid anyway. At one point, after I lose my mind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that <laughs> that would be my most prized possession. You know, because uh, Quake was my. My, my brother from another mother and uh i miss him a whole lot we used to talk a whole lot and uh and it's it just a sad you know like you say i know slowly by slowly you know you know uh we all go you know and it's inevitable you know there's nothing you could do to prolong that but uh he I, I miss him and think about things that we got involved with and done on the road you know we were on the road more than we were with our families you know, minimal 300 days a year, and I wrestled for over 30 years. And uh, uh, right before he died, when the cancer came back, 
we had plans to go around and start signing together, you know, and which never happened, you know. So very, very sad. But that answer that question, that would be the most prized thing that I have. Awesome. Um, as like I say, one one last thing so I could get the the callers in. Um, sure. You know, yeah, obviously had a you know, you looked like you had a tremendous uh, rapport relationship with Hogan. Uh, you were originally uh, scheduled to you know be the. Uh, is it true that you were instead of Slaughter, the 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 whole plan was to have you as a turncoat back up before you know at that time before WrestleMania seven. That's what they had said, you know, and uh, and uh, the person that said it, he is the guy that was in the office, you know, with all the decision making and that. So, you know, as far as you know, brother love, he said that on his show. So if anybody would know anything, he's the man in the know. Like I said, it's definitely a pleasure talking to you, uh, uh, Typhoon. Like I said, you're uh, definitely one of my favorites. You know, like I said, you guys were awesome in that ring. Uh, you had a charisma. I'm glad to see that, you know, you're in good uh, good spirits and good health. Uh, Tommy Jumpin' Jay is uh, always a, a pleasure. You know, uh, we missed you last week, Jay. I don't know what, what you were doing. That was more important. But like I said, it, 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 it's not the same without you. Uh, <laughs> Tommy, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping to come out tonight and uh, and meet the superstars with Lucas. I'm definitely, you know, looking forward to that. Awesome, man. I'd love to. Would it be a one-year celebration without you guys here, man? I hope that you guys can make it tonight. It, it's amazing. Like I said, it's, you know, it's amazing that a, a year, you know, later, you know, you still, I'm glad to see that, you know, you're thriving. You know, you got the, the promotion, you know, your signings. You know, obviously you're doing something right. Just, uh, you know, hope it keeps uh, getting uh, bigger and better. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it, man. All right, you guys. Uh, you guys take care. Have a great weekend. Uh, and like I said, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for Thank calling, you Danny, man. God we appreciate bless. you. Well, when you get a superstar, the caliber of Typhoon on your show, Tommy, the calls just lock up. We've got five callers waiting on hold. We're just going to try to get to everybody here. Everybody wants a chance to talk to one of their childhood idols, Typhoon. So next up. We're flying from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast to talk to our good friend, Brian, the brain from Chico, California. Brian, welcome back to the program. You are live with Typhoon. Thanks, Jumpin' Jay, and uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to you and Tommy and, uh, and Typhoon. Uh, it's great, hey. to, great to talk to you all again. Great to talk to you, brother. Hey, uh, hey man. I know you when you... Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm doing good, and uh, big congratulations on the store being open for a year. That's really awesome. And then uh, uh, I also wanted to uh, ask Typhoon, uh, when you came into the WWF, uh, it was, uh, you know, kind of stop and start with Big you know, big Steel Man, I think, and Tugboat Tyler and Tugboat Thomas. I think you are a Big Steel Man before you came to WWF. But um, yes. it was right around the same time that uh, that Dusty came in. Uh, that must have been just growing up around Dusty must have been amazing. But did you guys get to uh, travel together, or was it uh, uh, were there other guys you that you befriended right off the bat, or uh, that that whole time? You know, it was right when Dusty came in that you were there, and then you know, it took several months. But then in in beginning of '90, you debuted on TV and then it kind of kicked off for you really um, tell me about uh, what it was like being with uh, with Dusty and, and other guys that you got to meet well Dusty was awesome you know he eventually became my bro-in-law his uh, wife's sister uh, was my first wife and uh, he was great you know I mean I grew up on cut my teeth I'm born and raised in Miami Florida and uh Championship wrestling from Florida with Gordon Soley was the uh, the deal there. I'm, uh, I went when I was 18 in high, 17 in high school, with uh, guys that wrestled with me and and uh, played football with me to see Dusty at the Miami Beach Convention Center, and uh, I seen a skinny Andre the Giant. I seen uh, you know, the Briscoes, the Funks. I mean, you name it. You know, uh, Malenko, who used who uh, through time would want come to train me, Professor Malenko, and uh, it was just a tremendous experience. It was my first live show ever, and uh, been a fan since I've been a young kid. And uh, but I mean, there was a lot of guys. You know, when you're on the road with each other, I mean, you know, 
sometimes, and you got that much testosterone rolling around in the locker rooms and and on planes. You know, our career was planes, trains, automobiles, and an occasional boat to get to where you needed to be to wrestle. You know, I remember being stuck out on the ice in Halifax, Nova Scotia, between uh, one part and the other part. They had to send another uh, deal out there to break us loose so we get to the uh, hockey arena in Halifax. So it was pretty funny. But, yeah, on the road, I mean, and Dusty's just is fun, above, larger than life is how he was in life. Did you did you have your own Dusty impression like so many do, and did you, were you able to use it around him? Or <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, baby. You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm the tower power. The man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, baby. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know about no impressions, baby. Excellent, excellent. Thank you. Uh, um, I I do want to just say uh, I appreciate what you did uh, entertaining us all. Uh, Tugboat and Typhoon, it's tough for me to pick a a favorite there. I like his both. I I guess I'll I'll give the edge to Typhoon, but it must be nice to have had two gimmicks so you double up on the merch, right? There you go, brother. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. <laughs> does everybody want one of each, or do you have one that uh, that outsells the other? Oh, they all sell really, really good. And even the one that nobody wants to talk about, the Shockmaster. I'll, okay. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, Brian. As as a promoter that that books signings on a on a regular basis, I do them weekly. Having someone like Fred as a guest is a dream come true because. There's just so many different, you know, 8x10 opportunities, whether it be Tugboat, Typhoon, Big Stale Man, the, the Shockmaster. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Fred, but uh, a, a, a guy like you is a, is a dream come true for a promoter as far as doing signings go, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm going to uh, – I'm doing it for the love of wrestling in Liverpool, England uh, at the end of uh, next month. And uh, it uh, – they're building a uh, deal. They go, can you bring the shotgun? You know, because I still have the helmet and the cape and all that stuff. And I'm like, uh, they're building a faux wall for me to do photo ops with as oh, shotgun. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, also, yeah. That's excellent. Yeah, you uh, got to take that as a carry-on. You don't want to get that lost at, uh, in the in the luggage. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty much priceless. I had the cameraman show up at WrestleMania in Orlando. That was uh, when we did uh, the show in Daytona, which was the live show for that. That's what happened with that deal there. And he's like, "How did you get that?" I says, "It was my, it was my haunting uh, memory." <laughs> but you know, I love it. You know what I'm saying? I, I always tell people, I'm like, you know what? Uh, if you're having a bad day, you watch that video, and you have a better day at my expense. You know what I'm saying? But uh, everybody. And you can think back, how many of you have had a shock master moment in your life that you wish had forgotten about? Or, you know, you had, you know, it's a, or, it's a matter of, it was bad when it happened, but I've had nothing but fun with it the rest of my life. Definitely. Definitely. I'll let yeah. you get to some other callers, but uh, I appreciate you talking to us. And, uh, and again, thanks for all the entertainment that you gave us over the years. Uh, well, take care, uh, Tommy, Jay, and uh, Typhoon, Tugboat, Shockmaster, Fred. Thanks so much. You're very welcome. Thank you, man. God bless. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. So when Brian brings up the fact that you played multiple characters that have been able to stick in the fans' minds after all these years, when it came to portraying them, did you have – a favorite at the time when you were doing it? Did you prefer Babyface? Did you prefer Heel? Is there a character that stands out to you personally? Well, me as a, a person, I'm more of a Babyface than I am a Heel. But I, in most big guys are always going to be the Heel. I mean, very few, are, you know, they can do a little bit to turn your baby. To be honest with you, being a Heel is a, is fun. You know what I'm saying? Be able to come across, you know, and uh, – be as mean as possible and do stuff that, you know, you can get away with doing to people and uh, be, you know, just uh, showing your behind as far as that goes. But, uh, you know, 
I whatever they handed me, you know, that's what you have to uh, to accept in this business. You got to run with. If you have the opportunity, however many opportunities that you do have, and you're given an opportunity, and you're got, and especially if you're working with a top tier talent and everything, those those are things that you know people beg for. You know that mm-hmm. kind of opportunity of being part of an angle, you know that's going on that uh, you know it, you're going to make money if you're working with you know certain people. The money's there, you know that. Uh, back in the day, do you want to be on a uh, Warrior Town or do you want to be on a Hogan Town? Where, where, you get, where, where are the bookings at? You know what I'm saying? And I uh, believe me, I, I never, I never cared about that. But most guys, you know, that's a big priority. You know, your payoffs are going to go up one way or the other. Absolutely. Well, from a, yeah, from a business standpoint, that makes perfect sense. Um, I would imagine before you go out on the curtain as a performer, there's butterflies in your stomach every time you go out. But when you were transitioning from tugboat and you were turning on the bushwhackers and joining Earthquake and becoming Typhoon, is there a little yeah. more butterflies in the stomach when you're going out to do something like that because you're not sure how the fans are going to react? Or were you excited to take on that next chapter? Well, I was excited. You know, it was, it was at a time, uh, you know, uh, I have still people that hate me for turning on the bushwhackers. Now, here's a <laughs> pair of guys as the New Zealand sheep herders were the nastiest, roughest, toughest heels in the business, you know, and they made them, you know, the kids love them. They lick your head, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you know what I'm saying? Great guys. I love them both, you know, but I'll be, you know, and it was just as much nerve wracking as that is like when they go, well, Fred, we're going to make it, put this, uh, uh, a character on you tugboat and i'm like uh well let me see here it's a cross between popeye and brutus in one character i'm like i'm i'm cool with that that sounds fun but then they put me out there with him i'd be so nervous sometimes when we were doing tv i'd pee two or three times before i ever went out the curtain you know (laughs) my nerves because i'm with the top baby face in professional wrestling and they're putting me with him and he's giving me the opportunity, you know, to work with him. And, and uh, that was just amazing in itself. Well, your connection with him and the whole, the whole way that they drew that storyline out really connected with fans. So hats off to you on that because it was a big role to fill, but you filled it beautifully. Uh, we're going to jump back into some more calls from fans. We were just in California. We're crisscrossing the nation back to the East Coast. We're going to talk to a longtime friend of the show, Totoa Tom. Tom, welcome back to the show. You're live with Typhoon. That warms my heart, Jumping Jay. You got it right after all these months. <laughs> <laughs> you can teach an old dog new tricks. It just takes him a while. Welcome back, Totoa Tom. I really appreciate that. Um, now I forgot what I was going to say. Um, oh, Tommy, congratulations. One year. Um, all the best and many more to you. Thank you so much, man. Mr. Typhoon Tugboat, um, since you are the uncle of Cody Rhodes, do you happen to know anything to where he's going to be this WrestleMania? I have no idea. And if I knew, I wouldn't say. Ah, oh, we could have had it broken here. <laughs> be careful, no, Fred. Be careful, Fred. Toto Tom is one of Dave Meltzer's boys. Oh, well, I, you know, I plead the fifth, you know what I'm saying? I re, I, you know, I, I remember him when, he, you know, he got the scandal sheets and the boys would be in the locker room waiting for the, them to issue them out so they could read the latest dirt. Yeah, what, what was it like back then? Because back then there was no internet, there was no, you know. No. Uh, also, but back then it was like, you know, part of it, part part of the story was that, you know, you know, the boys weren't supposed to look at it, but then, like you just said, I heard from many, many guys that the guys were so excited to get the newsletters every week, and they'd make copies and give them to everybody, and they couldn't wait to find out what, what was going to happen next, because sometimes they knew before you guys did. When you come up, it was like, what do you call it, uh, the newsboy at the corner. Somebody come in, they were passing out the scandal sheets all yeah. the way around the locker room, and it was absolute silence. You know what I'm saying? 
while they're reading that crap. I mean, they'd have stuff about New Japan, all Japan in there, all the gimmicks, A to the Z, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it, it was very humorous and very, very funny. You know, and Dave, you know, he liked certain guys. Who also, you know, he's always been a big Flair fan. You know, so it was pretty, you know, it, it was good just to look and look at the faces and, you know, listen to the scuttlebutt. Hey, can you share with us a story maybe traveling with uh, Earthquake? Oh, my God. I, 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 one I share all the time is uh, about being in New England. We had a double shot up in uh, Maine and uh, where Stephen King lives up there, okay? And uh, we had uh, the main event was down in uh, Boston Garden that evening. So we're up there. We came in the night before. It's uh, about six foot of snow. It's colder in the well diggers rear end. And, uh, you know, Stephen King is a huge wrestling fan. You know, his references in uh, several of his books as to wrestling characters, like Needful Things is one that comes to mind. You know, it talks about uh, Chief J. Strongbow mentions him in there. But anyway, so we're at the matches and we're talking, you know, the, the couple of police officers that were there, you know, and they're like, we asked about, you know, where's, he goes, well, he usually comes to these things, but uh, he's not here today. But uh, he had told us that we wanted to get some pictures at his house, you know, for us. So we took and uh, he gave us the address, how to get there. So we went over there and we're taking photo ops outside the, the house, which is, a uh, was a dark uh, barn red house with uh, a, like a cemetery style iron fence that went around on the tops of the gates were three headed iron dragons going up to the house. It had like, it was old Victorian with the round room in the one corner, you know, and uh, it was just cool as hell. And so we're there and we're taking pictures and I can see people going, going through the storm doors looking out, you know, and it's cold, bro, and there's snow, and the but the walk was shoveled, so uh, I'm taking pictures of Quake, and Quake goes running up the walkway uh, on the sidewalk, and because uh, we had noticed that there was a, uh, a Suburban and in the driveway it started up and that stuff, so the car pulled up to the gate out there, so he goes running across, and I'm waiting for him to fall on his ass, you know, because the ice. And I'm like, uh, he run over there. I come over after him. Sure enough, it's Stephen King. And the Suburban, the whole top of the dashboard was covered with uh, California raisin figures glued to the <laughs> dashboard all the way. And what he had done, he didn't come to the matches. He, go, he was all real disappointed. Nicest guy I ever met. Nice, nice guy. Mm-hmm. Smiles and, you know. And he knew right who we were. And, uh Quake had brought a copy of a book with him, and uh, he signed Quake's book. We got pictures and stuff like that, but that's just like one of the cool kind of stories. And we'd always get into some kind of little mischief or something like that, especially overseas, you know, because we want to see different things and do different things and stuff. So, yeah, I can imagine, was very, very cool. I can imagine it was a sight when you guys walked into, like, a restaurant for some food, right, to, you know, both of you? How was that? Oh. <laughs> Uh, well, all I can tell you is walking into the restaurants. One thing I remember after uh, being in Madison Square Garden, we ate dinner, and uh, there was guys from uh, the Jets there, and, and you know, different ball players and stuff like that. But we didn't pay attention when we parked our car, rental car. When we came out, all the cars where we had been parked because we didn't pay attention to the signs. You know, they clean the streets there one side at a time. And we came out, and they had towed our you – know, I was with uh, the Hebners and uh, Quake and Jimmy Hart. So we had to wind up going down to the towing place, taking a cab and getting our vehicle back so we could get to the airport <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, people were usually, you know, they were always really cool with us. I mean, you know, I've, we never had any kind of hassle from anybody, nothing but love. You know, which thank goodness is all, you know, we ne- and plus, you know, a lot of guys put themselves in situations, you know what I'm saying? That's why, 
me and him, a lot of times we go, uh, instead of hanging in the bar at the hotel, we go back up to the room and, you know, and uh, chill, you know, yep. before bed. Because hey, we were flying. Last, I mean, one, you're out so, first thing in the morning. I don't want to make this a total with Tom show, but one last question for me. Tell me, what sure. what do you watch nowadays? And what is your feeling on today's wrestling product? Hello? Hello? Yeah. I don't know if you heard my question. Hello. You were th- you were talking to Tommy, right? No, I'm talking to you. Oh, what what, oh, what is your what, is what your about today's on, product? Yeah, today's wrestling product. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot of great talent. A lot of a lot of great talent. You know, uh, me a lot of like a lot of older guys. You know, uh, watching a match is uh, some. It's moving so fast that I believe that. Uh, and the things that they're doing, you know, uh, are uh, a situation of like uh, they don't take enough time for you as a as a wrestling fan to grasp. You know, it's boom, 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 and I think uh, part of the craft has been lost. There's a few guys that are outstanding that mix a lot of stuff together, which I think is a better way to go, but that's just my opinion, you know, and I always tell people, you know, my opinion is like people's buttholes. Everybody's got one and some of them stink. You may not like what I have to say <laughs> because you feel a certain way, but you know what I'm saying? That's just my perspective. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a tremendous talent. There's a lot of tremendous and, uh, you know, I, I watch a little bit of AEW. I watch WWE, little NXT. I watch some stuff from overseas. You know what I'm saying? Every once in a while, I don't dwell on it. You know, I'm not sitting here in a room and uh, being obsessed with it. You know, but I like to see what's out there and see what kind of talent, you know. And there's some countries that have talent that you may never, ever hear about, but they're just insane. You know, it's just like, uh, what's the guy that wrestles with his hands in his pants? Uh, Orange Cassidy? Cassidy. Yeah, Cassidy, you know. I think it's phenomenal for him to be able to do the things, you know, that he does. And some guys are just totally crap on it. And then to me, I think it's it's great. It's interesting. It's different, you know. And I mean, but there's just a lot of different guys, you know. And and uh, you know, and sometimes a lot of people doing the same stuff. You know what I'm saying? As far as multiple characters, you know, uh, characters looking the same. You know, acting kind of the same or whatever. You know, you're always going to have the click of, uh, you know, four or five guys banding together as, a, you know, a gang. Or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You're, I could go on and go on for hours. And, uh, you know, that's one of those things. You're sitting down on a Saturday afternoon. You're watching some stuff. And you talk about stuff. Appreciate your time today. Enjoy your green beer, everyone. Excellent. Take care, Tom. You too, Tom. All right, we got a couple more callers that have been hanging on, listening to the whole show. We're going to go down to the beautiful uh, southern United States, to Atlanta, to talk to our good friend Joe. Joe, welcome to the program. You're talking live with Typhoon. Good morning, Typhoon. For you as a fan, sir, what would you say, and I'm not asking that you wrestled in, but... As a fan, what is yep. your favorite wrestling match of all time? My favorite wrestling match? Oh, man. Well, you know, I had some of the uh, Taker's first matches when he came in. Uh, I had the opportunity to work with and around uh, uh, Andre, you know, uh, worked with Perfect. But I, maybe I'm not presenting this clear. Sure. Like, I'm saying if you, tonight you're going to put one match on your TV to rewatch, you know, like Hogan, Andre, uh, Macho, Dragon. Like I'm asking, like, give me one that you say is your favorite. Like, I, it's just 
You know, makes you like wrestling. That I'd want to watch would be uh, Flair and Ricky Steamboat. Ooh, nice. Nice, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, two ring generals. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Hey, Joe, um, Joe Milena, also do me a yeah. favor. Email me after the show your address again. We just got a whole new batch of autograph pictures in. I still owe you that, that autograph packet, so email me your uh, address after the show. I'm going to get something out to you today, okay? Okay, thanks, Tommy. Any other questions um, for Fred before we move on? Yeah, who, who came up with the name Natural Disasters? Uh, that would be the... Uh, the office. To be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Did, Remember, everything is trademarked, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And lastly, uh, sad week for the wrestling world. Um, any comments about Razor Ramon? Did you get to work with him much? I worked with him a lot. He was there since the beginning. We wrestled several territories together. Scott Hall. You know, and... Uh, in uh, Texas, Tennessee, Florida. I was down there with him before we went to, uh, uh, I got brought up to uh, WWF after I came back from Austria working for Otto Vance. Cool, man. Great yeah. guy. Sad week. Real good. Yep. Very sad. Very, very as, sad. As I've been, yep. I've been watching the Hulkster made some comments this week. Uh, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. That's pretty basically the deal. Yeah. Yep. You know, everybody does uh, things in their life, you know, that good, bad, ugly, and indifferent, you know what I'm saying? But uh, he was a, a good – he had a good heart. He was a good guy. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he will live on in wrestling fans forever. Um, thanks, Typhoon. Uh, oh, actually, last question, sir. Did you wrestle in any WrestleManias? Yeah. Wrestled Money Incorporated. I wrestled several, but Money Incorporated in Indiana. Which Indianapolis. number would it be? Uh, probably, I think, uh, seven, maybe. Okay. Yeah, with yeah me nice. me and Quake against uh, Money Incorporated. Title shot, nice. Yeah. I'm going to watch that today, man. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, so thanks guys. man. So when you get the opportunity to wrestle on a bigger pay-per-view, like a WrestleMania, how far in advance do they let you know what the plans are? And then does the excitement as a performer just build? Is it like, do you have trouble sleeping the nights leading up to it? Because I got to believe with that many people tuned in, it feels like everything you do is turned up to a much higher level. As a performer, are you aware of all that attention that's being placed on an event like a WrestleMania? Well, you know, all of them, you know, the real true wrestling fans, every, you know, WrestleMania is very, very, uh, a very, very key production and very, very exciting event. You know what I'm saying? But all of the events are pretty basically that way. You know what I'm saying? Because there's little mini angles and stuff all leading up to the big blow off, which happens a lot of times at WrestleMania. You know, you're creating a stir, you're, you're creating talk. There's different things been happening, different antagonists that are uh, affecting different matches and stuff like that, outside forces or whatever. You know, they never tell you anything about uh, what's going on as far as WrestleMania or what you're, what what is going to happen there, you know, until, uh, you know, whatever day of, you know. Because, you know, as you know now, there's many Meltzer helpers everywhere. You know, I, I feel a lot of those helpers are in the office itself, you know, that really, that sell things. Sure. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, they, they've they always tried to keep a cap on it as possible. You know, it's just like you have wrestling fans and then you have armchair wrestling fans that criticize and critique and that that's never laced a boot. That's always been the uh, old school guys deal like that. You're going to tell me how I should work, but you've never laced a boot in your life. So, you know. Right. It's a very funny, funny deal. It's good being the fly on the wall sometimes and looking at the inner workings versus the outer workings of the business. <laughs> but you remember always that without the fans, 
the uh, boys wouldn't be anything. You know what I'm saying? You got to have something to bring to the table, something that people like, and, and a character that somebody gives a crap about whether they hate you, because you got heel fans and you got babyface fans. You know, and either way, one is as strong for the one for the bad guy as it is for the good guy. You got those. You know, that's what makes it interesting. You know, and so it, it, it's a never-ending battle, good versus evil. And I think that's why people fall in love with the world of professional wrestling because it is that good versus evil dynamic that that's a common thread through all sorts of things in the culture. But professional wrestling is one that does it in a very, in a way that's entertaining, but it's also very relatable because like you said, you have the bad guy, you have the good guy and it's just beautiful storytelling. We have one gentleman that's been hanging on hold this whole show, just waiting to get in. And so we're going to bring him on. And it's good to have friends in high places because this happens to be the mayor, Mr. Ryan, your honor. Welcome back to the show. Jumping Jay, Tommy, what's going on, boys? Hey, Mayor Ryan Martinez, how are you, sir? You're on with, uh, with Typhoon. Fred, this is actually the mayor of uh, the one town I, I run my shows in, so it is good to know people in high places. That's awesome. That's very, very okay. cool. Fred, pleasure to talk to you again. I actually met you at one of Tommy's uh, previous shows in Freehold at the iPlay oh. America Center. I told oh, that's you, a I beautiful know, place. It is. It's fantastic. And I, we had a good conversation. Like I told you, I never found the Shockmaster incident funny. Like I, always, I don't like embarrassing moments like that, but you had this really level-headed response to it about how every wrestler has that Shockmaster moment. Some of them just oh, have yeah. it on TV. Oh, exactly. But it even transfers, you know, so I talk with kids and stuff. Like I, I love talking to kids, and, and, uh, and, and you know, you're going to have bad experiences in life, some that are horrible, horrible, that are done in front of people that you love or, or, or you respect, and you just feel, you know, but I can, you know, the best thing to, you know, watch this video and think about me at that moment and what I'm, what's going through my mind and what I have to accomplish, you know, and to get the point across and having something so horrible and so bad on worldwide TV <laughs> and it was live, you know, because it wasn't taped and <laughs> even added to it. But everybody has that kind of moment, you know, whether it be in business, whether it be in, in the, the home or, you know, they've done something that just totally over the top embarrassed them. You know what I'm saying? Especially depending on how business-like they are. Absolutely. But with the career you had, I mean, you had a very good run between WWE and even WCW. You worked with a lot of great people with Hogan, Kurt Henning, all the tag teams. Is there a part of you that when someone comes up to you and wants to talk about that where you're just like, all right, that happened 30 years ago enough? No, you know, I mean, it's an honor. You know, when people, you know, just like I was saying before, you know, the fans make the wrestlers. It's good to be recognized and to know that somebody cares about you, you know, and, and what you do, you know, it's just like you in public office, you know what I'm saying? That the good thing is you hear so much stuff that's not, you know, they're disappointed that you didn't do this and do that, but you have a lot to bring to the deal, you know, to the table. And, you know, you're like just being, having people. And I have, you know, if, just think if we would have had an internet back in the day, you know, we weren't relying on uh, pen and paper or a phone call from somebody telling you something or, you know, giving you an education about uh, an angle or something, uh, you know, where the fans can interact. And, you know, it's such a different wide world with so many different opportunities now, you know, and to, uh, you know, I feel blessed to have been part of such a, a, a great business something that I would never, that's not what I went to college for, believe me, you know, and, uh, right. uh, and, and to be able to be a part of this and have met guys and wrestled guys that I grew up watching on TV, you know, the older guys. And I'm like, oh, my God. I remember walking into Niagara Falls for my first TV. That was our go to do, they brought me up to do a dark match, okay, because they wanted to take a look at me. They knew who I was. They sent out the invitation. I came up there. I'd just gotten back from Graz, Austria. And 
I went up there. I walked through the curtain. And it's funny because I almost had a shockmaster moment there. It was only held on by aluminum poles, and it was heavy curtains that went all the way across where they had a little locker room, makeshift locker room in the arena there. And as I pulled my luggage through, it started to whoop over I, if I hadn't have grabbed it. And in behind that curtain was every number one wrestler from every single territory because when Vince got them all, Okay, he took all the number one guys from the Oklahoma Territory, Texas, all these different places, you know, in the world, people from Japan, you know, people from Europe, you know, Ireland and Germany and all whatever. And I'm back. I came in there, man. And I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe uh, what I was seeing, you know. So, yeah, (laughs) it was insane you know but like i said i feel blessed to have been part of this business and wrestle and know the guys that i was in the business with and traveled the roads with them you know and when i'm over in the old folks the old wrestlers home one of these days sitting in the corner with a smile on my face and uh, i'll be thinking about uh the hijinks (laughs) i was part of growing up in the business yeah you you sound very grateful, and every time I talk to you, like you're very grateful for the career you have. And I'm looking at like the list of guys you feuded with, or had like you worked with, like a who's who of in the business. But is there one guy that you never got to work with that you really wish you did? Um, I wish I uh, there's a, a couple. You know, Andre would be one. He had been part, of, but he was at the end of his career, and he was part of a couple of different things that me and Quake had worked with, you know, with the Bushwhackers and, and, and such, you know, but, uh, uh, there's, there's several guys. I mean, you know, uh, I came late in the career. I would have loved to have been in a Bruno match, you know, or, <laughs> you know, Bruno San Martino, the living legend. I mean, when you talk about up in the North, he is the man, you know, and I, I met him once. And he was such a wonderful man and did a lot, you know, for the community in Pittsburgh where he lived, you know, and uh, I, I never had a chance to work with Bob Backlund, you know, I, I mean, but, you know, one of those things, I mean, there's several guys, you know, I got to work with Dusty and that was a pleasure. It was a man I, I grew up with who later became my brother-in-law and, and uh, I traveled a lot of, uh, uh, you know, rode with, you know, and uh, gave me a lot, you know, we talked a lot, you know. So, I mean, I would, you know, I feel blessed as far as that goes. Fred, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. Stay healthy. Hope you um, appreciate the experience of talking to you again. And, Tommy, I'll see you later tonight for your one-year anniversary. Awesome, man. I'm so happy you're coming. God bless you, Mayor. Thank you so very much for calling. Thank you, Fred. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. And there you have it. Uh, WWE legend, Typhoon. The phone was ringing off the hook today, Jay. And anyone that didn't get an opportunity to talk to him on the show today, you will have the opportunity to meet him live and in person. Once again, it's on Saturday, May the 7th, at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. Over two dozen. Two dozen superstars will be appearing from the greatest time frame in the history of professional wrestling, the golden era, the 80s, and Fred Ottman Typhoon will be one of the featured guests there, courtesy of Scott Wilder Promotions. Scott's bringing in an array of talent from the fabulous Rougeau brothers to Typhoon to Mike McGurk, Barry Horowitz, and Dutch Mantel, and uh, he just added Paul Roma and Mario Mancini to that as well. So uh, Scott Wild Promotions will be stacked at ADS WrestleCon. Fred, cannot wait to have you back up this way again. It's always a pleasure to have you, and I'm sure you're looking forward to seeing all the fans and all the boys too. Hey, bring your pocketbooks because just think of all the toys, okay, that's going to be there, okay? That's all I can tell you. You're going to have to bring, you're going to have to bring your pocketbooks. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can tell you. 
you, you, you you're, you're, you're going to come hey, home. You're, you're going to come Mr. over. Fiero does not, hey, Mr. Fierro does not disappoint. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's hey, all I can tell you. Fred, you're going to, you're going to come home. Your wife's like, how much did you make? Well, you're like, well I lost the uh, $870. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. I had an accident. <laughs> Fred, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to some of our listeners today. And we, we can't wait to have you up here in, in just a few short months. Oh man. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me on. You guys are great. Thanks for all the great phone calls. And uh, it's, it, it's nice. It's, it's a nice situation and a great show. And, and real, real quickly, before we let you go, for some of the, the newer listeners out there, newer school fans, I mean, uh, you have a son that's also involved in professional wrestling. You want to talk about that real quickly? Well, he works for WWE. Does, he works in television production. He trained to uh, be a referee. Okay, he went through wrestling school, and he's a, 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 a tall, skinny fellow. Okay, he's not like his pop as far as that goes. But, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Jim, the only gym he's gone to is Jim's Bar and Grill. Okay, but, uh, he's awesome. <laughs> he's smart. He's been involved with some angles there when he first came in. Uh, he worked both, uh, NXT when he first started out, and then they moved him up. He was working both for a while, and, uh, now he works up there. And, uh, he, he's, he, he is a, a awesome guy. Great referee. He's done a lot of uh, tryout work and, uh, when they go to Europe and uh, with several matches they put together there to look at talent in England. But, uh, yeah, I'm very proud of him. His name is Berkeley, Berkeley Ottman, and he is a the apple of my eye. I don't want to say that because my other son and my daughter will get upset, okay? <laughs> but uh, he's always loved the business. Now he's part of the business. God bless him and save your money, son. <laughs> awesome man Fred thank you so much again we really appreciate you coming on we can't wait to uh, see you on May 7th I can't wait either brother have you, have you guys penciled in and ready to roll awesome man well, my, have... my, uh, I have to bring my antique uh, uh, western flyer wagon to pull home all the stuff <laughs> <laughs> awesome Fred oh, thank you so much God. again man have a great day alright all right, brother. Love you, man. You All guys right. Thank good. you so much. Be safe. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Jay, I'll I tell you what, man. What a, what a super, super, super guy Fred is. I, I've had the pleasure of working with him several times now for past uh, 80s wrestling cons, and at the store he was here a couple times. You're, you're not going to find... You're not going to find a nicer guy in the business than Fred Ottman. What a, what a super guy he is. You know, and it's so it's so strange as you sit here as an adult and you think back to when you were a young boy and you're like, the biggest, scariest dudes that you saw on your television turned out turns out to be some of the biggest sweethearts in real life. And it's just such a thrill to talk to a guy who has a genuine appreciation for the business, not just his career, but he's collecting memorabilia from other people's careers because he's that big of a fan of the world of wrestling. And so when you find out a guy was that passionate about it and he got to live it for, for his life, that's pretty darn cool. Absolutely, man. So yeah, tonight, tonight's the night, Jay, one year anniversary at the wrestling collector here in New Jersey on St. Patty's day uh, from six to 8 PM tonight, we are going to have ISPW night and we're going to be giving free, check this out, Jay, for the one year anniversary, free autographs, and free photo ops tonight. And two, and two of the, the guys that are going to be here are going to be former WWE Tough Enough champion Maven. So uh, there's probably many people out there that haven't had the opportunity to meet Maven yet, never mind for free. And then the current and reigning ISPW World Heavyweight Champion, the superstar, Danny Morrison, formerly Danny Doring from ECW. He will be here as well tonight along with an array of other ISPW superstars. Again, 6 to 8 o'clock tonight, we got the 8x10s already printed up, ready to rock and roll and get signed free, F-R-E-E-J, tonight at the Wrestling Collector for the one-year anniversary. You know, I thought, my, I thought maybe the microphone was cutting out there. I kept hearing the word free, but you're doing it free. You spelt it out, F-R-E-E. What a, what a way to celebrate your one-year anniversary, giving back to the fans, giving back to the community, free autographs, meeting wrestlers, no charge, come into the store. Tommy, that's that's class act right there, man. That's awesome. 
Thank you, brother. Well, I'm trying to, you know, I got my, my hand in so many different cookie jars. I'm just trying to merge them together. So I thought it would be a, it would make sense, you know, because we, we have a show next Friday, ISPW in Totowa, New Jersey at the Totowa PAL, the ISPW Arena. And uh, I, I thought it would be a good way to help promote the show for next Friday and at the same token, give the fans back something for coming in the store for the, the past year and supporting us. So they, they kind of tied in well together. I thought it would be a good thing. So, yeah, tonight, the Wrestling Collector in Stockholm, Jersey, Route 23, 6 to 8 o'clock tonight, ISPW night, free autographs and photo ops with some of the ISPW superstars, including Maven and Danny Morrison. Now, Jay, luckily, man, I have no uh, other signings this weekend, which is a really, really rare weekend off for me. No signings on Monday. So I, I, after today, I get to breathe just a, a little bit uh, until we uh, go into what's going to be extremely busy season heading into 80s Wrestling Con Live on uh, Saturday, the May the 7th. Again, over two dozen superstars will be in attendance uh, partial proceeds to benefit Connor's Cure. Uh, sorry we missed you last week, Jay. We had Connor's Cure on the show, and we talked all about it. Uh, anyone in the, get an opportunity to check out that show, you can go back and uh, listen to last week's episode. And as I said, I think every week between now and uh, May the 7th for 80s Wrestling Con Live, we will have guests that are going to be appearing at the convention uh, live here each and every Thursday. 10 p.m. Eastern Time on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Jumpin' Jay, how are you doing, man? What's your plans for the weekend? You know, I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. And I, I'm bummed out that I missed last week's episode. Uh, something came up last minute, but I was able to tune in live for about 15 minutes. And it sounded like, listen, man, it sounded like you were doing one heck of a job uh, without me. So hats off to you. Thank you for doing the solo act thing last week. Life is good here in Minnesota. It feels, fingers crossed, like we rounded the corner into out of winter here. The weather has been nice. Sun is shining. Temperatures are uh, very pleasant. And so I'm hoping that just kind of more nice weather comes in. Uh, as you know, my wife and I run an indoor entertainment facility. And so weekends are the busy time. And so I'm sure I'll be putting in hours there helping people uh, have fun and make some memories but that's what life's all about so i'm just looking forward to good weather and enjoying life and i hope this weekend tommy you celebrate uh your store's anniversary i hope you take some time you said you don't have signings um at the store after the the free ones i hope you take time get a bottle of champagne celebrate with your wife man because one year in business especially post-COVID in this weird world that we're living in. The fact that you are thriving in this climate, man. Hats off to you. It's worth celebrating. I hope you take the time to sit back and really reflect on the year. Because you deserve you so it. You deserve it. Yeah, that, that means a lot to me, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, and, and you're a big part of the reason why uh, I'm rolling. Like I said, Jay works behind the scenes helping me out with you know my websites and graphics. And he couldn't be a, a, a better friend. Honestly, and, and I'm sure if I went to a, a, a company and, and had them do all this stuff, it would cost me a fortune. Uh, but Jay is a, a very, very close friend, uh, and I'm, I'm really happy to have formed such a good bond with him uh, over the last few years. And uh, just want to let you know, brother, I appreciate you. Well, right back at you, man, and my calendar is circled with a big red, red circle around May the 7th. I cannot wait to come into New Jersey to see you again and just hang out with a bunch of the people we get to visit with on the radio and see some of these superstars. I'm beyond excited, man. Awesome, man. Thank you. And then next Friday, the uh, uh, 25th, I'm sorry, that's our next event. It will be ISPW March Madness. It's going to be at the Totua PEL, Totua, New Jersey, 7.30 p.m. Bell time. Special appearances by WWE Hall of Famer Coco Beware. And Leaping Lanny Papo, the genius, they will be at ISPW next Friday night, along with the Headbangers, who are going to challenge the now for the ISPW World Tag Team titles. The main event, the superstar Danny Morrison with Maven puts the title on the line against Justin Carino, who will also be here at the store tonight. And Danny will be here at the store, too. I wonder if there's going to be any... Uh, 
conflict Uh-oh. between those guys tonight. So uh, it'd be interesting. So if you, you live in the New Jersey area, definitely come out tonight. ISPW night, the Wrestling Collector, next Friday night, ISPW in total New Jersey. Until next week, Jay, I hope you and your family have a great weekend. And I uh, hope everyone out there uh, has a great weekend as well. Again, if you're local, I'd love to see some of you guys tonight at the store for the one-year anniversary. And next Friday night, ISPW in Totowa. But until then, we will catch you next week right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. 